Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and I broadcast every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. And today, today at 2.30, we're going to be talking with Kenji Williams, the creator and the director of Belagaya, which is a live performance that combines NASA video from outer space with music and dance. And... We're also going to be talking with Maggie. Maggie's going to return uh, and let us know how Tidal Waves and Hurricanes is doing. Now, I know we, were, we had Juliet Ash, Ashby, the uh, English pop and blues star, scheduled. She's supposed to be calling in from London today. But I understand from an email I got recently, a few minutes ago, that she's stuck on a train and unfortunately can't call in and can't Skype in. So Maggie has, has very graciously uh, said that she would step in and... Um, we're going to be talking with Juliet at the end of the month, May 30th. We're, we're rescheduling her for May 30th. So today at, uh, two, at 2.05, Maggie joins us, and at 2.30, Kenji Williams of Bella Gaia. Now remember, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so why don't you call in? Call in and talk with them. 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions. You can email them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Um, or you can um, follow us on Twitter. We're, we're um, at sign Music Friday Live. And uh, if you want to uh, tag us, don't forget the hashtag Music Friday. So that's uh, about everything I can tell you about ways to get in touch with us. And in just a second, we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm talking to you from Blog Talk Radio, the Cyber Station USA Radio Network, and our radio affiliates who will be with us in just a minute. I want to remind everybody that this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call us, 347-215-7511. And if you know of a hot new band that you think should be on Music Friday Live, tell us. Go to our website. The website is musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. That's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and you can click on the Your Choice tab. It's right up there on the top, and that'll open up a page. It's got a place where you can put in their name and how to contact them, and it takes about 30 seconds, probably less, really. And um, we check it out. Maybe you'll put a band on the air that, that you've discovered. And incidentally, while you're there, take a look around. There's a lot on that website. You can There's music reviews on the website. There's bios of bands on the website there's lots of videos and also you can leave some comments on the blog too so check out it's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com it's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com and that's where you can put your favorite band on this program well i was at what's in last night you guys 
who are in Los Angeles know about Wits End. It's a listening room. Actually, there's a lot of listening rooms in Los Angeles. And I'm really glad to see that the whole listening room thing has um, has ramped up because it, it's for those of us who really love music and love what musicians do, a listening room gives us an opportunity to pay attention because we're there to hear the music. We're there to support the, the musicians. And, of course, in a lot of venues, you know, they're there to sell drinks and, and people kind of just sort of talk and the music is sort of background. And that's, that's not the way I like it. I like to really pay attention. And last night, um, we were very, very lucky. We just dropped in. Some friends of ours and I dropped in. We were going to have dinner and listen to some music. And uh, we, uh, we dropped in without even knowing who was there. And uh, we really lucked out. Um, we talked, we, uh, not only did we get good seats, but we were able to hear Robert Avilare, who is a very, very hot uh, Latino. Actually, I think he falls into the Latino gringo rock pop area. So uh, we were very pleased. He really rocked the show. And you take a look at our Twitter feed and our Facebook page, you'll see some pictures of him. So that was at Wits End. There's a lot of other good things going on. But right now, Right now, we have to take a break, and when we come back, Maggie's going to join us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday live on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and in just a minute, all of our radio affiliates. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live. And just wanted to remind you, once again, as you just heard, we can be heard on your phone on Stitcher. I want to welcome all of our radio affiliates, and especially want to say hi to our audience up in Ashland, Oregon. They're listening to us on KSKQ-FM. And, of course, Ashland, Oregon, in addition to being a great Shakespeare town, is also a good college town. So hi to everybody in Ashland, Oregon. All of you can join us by email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Or you can call us. You can call us at 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. And after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. There's some new video up there. There's some new reviews up there. And, of course, check out the blog, too. Well, Maggie's been with us before. If you're a, a long-time listener to this station, you know, you know Maggie. She was with us after her album release party in Los Angeles. And so you know that she crafts and she sings songs that transcend blues and pop and rock and ballads. Her music really pierces her skin and it pierces our hearts. It opens us up a little bit while she opens herself up a lot. And she tells stories of the little moments that make up life and the big loves that make up life. 
And she does it with a voice that starts with the blues depth of an Etta James and moves beyond it in a pop range that can soar with the high notes and belt with the hooks. So it's no wonder Perez Helton called her the next superstar. Maggie, thank you for joining us today, especially on such short notice. Thank you, and thanks for such a lovely introduction. Well, you deserve every word of it. Uh, Maggie, uh, as, as I mentioned in the introduction, you recently uh, released um, Tidal Waves and Hurricanes, and apparently it's catching on because I saw you live last week at the Viper Room in Hollywood, and everybody in the crowd, and there was a crowd, <laughs> sang along. They all knew the words. So I gather you're pretty happy with the with the response. I'm, I'm so happy with it. I mean, that, that whole song um, in itself has just been a really amazing outlet for me. Um, like I wrote it, I'm from Canada, I moved here a year ago. I wrote that song with a fellow Canadian friend a few months after I moved out to L.A. And basically the song is just about overcoming struggles and having the strength um, to kind of just keep going. So we wrote this song and it was just, it was like therapy almost. Um, and we ended up really, really liking the outcome of it. We shot the video it was mainly just kind of a fun thing for me, um, and it kind of just took off from there, and, and we shot the video, and we just got a really great response from the audience about it, so it was a good thing. Well, just in case there are any of our listeners who haven't heard Tidal Waves and Hurricanes, I want to play just a, a, a little bit of it, because uh, talking about it isn't nearly as good as listening to it. <laughs> I've got some things I'm working out, doing my best of freaking out. You know, Maggie, I, I never tire of, of hearing that. It's on my iPod, and uh, it's on my favorites, and, and I just, it just sticks with you. Uh, it's so uplifting, yeah. and it's so determined. Um, is that what it takes these days to succeed in music, to be that determined? I think so. It's a lot of determination and just persistence. And I think especially when I first moved out here, it was really scary, and I that song was kind of like my way of of motivating myself just to keep chugging along. Because um, it does, you're right, it takes persistence, um, and that's kind of what you need, I think, to be in this business, because it is such a tough business. Well, well let me ask you about m- moving out here. I, I, I know you came from a small town in Canada, and you, you went to Nashville, and you spent a couple of years learning the Nashville way of writing songs. Why did you yeah. decide to leave Nashville and come to Los Angeles? Well, it's an interesting transition. I initially moved to Nashville. 
was 18 years old when I packed up my car and went out there. It was the closest kind of music city to where I'm from. It was a 14-hour drive. I could do it myself. I could do it in one day. Um, and, and Nashville was just a great songwriting town, and I think at the time I really wanted to work on that skill set. Um, so I chose Nashville first, and then I was there for a year and a half, and I started working with a producer named Tanya Lea. We started writing songs together as well, and we released this, I released this little EP online, and a record label in Canada heard about it. I went back to Ontario to do a show, and, and I got an offer from this record label in Canada. So I ended up moving back to Ontario to write, record, and release this album, which took about two years. Um, and it was an amazing experience. I was able to really just focus on building up new material for myself and, and focusing on my fans in Canada. So I was able to do that. And then once that album was done, I needed another change. I needed another move. So L.A. was my next destination, and that's when I moved out here. <laughs> that's quite a story. Uh, and, and actually, while you were talking, we got an email in from a breaker in L.A. who says, um, we don't have either tidal waves or hurricanes, hopefully in Los Angeles, but but your point is is very good. I love the song, but <laughs> is, is L.A. really that hard to work in? Well, well, that's a good point. Yeah, he's definitely right. Tidal waves and hurricanes, there's just that idea of basically any really hard thing that you go through, um, just standing strong throughout it. And, yeah, I would say L.A. is really tough. It's a big city, especially for myself. I'm a young girl from a small town in Canada. I think the transition, not only moving completely by myself to a new place where I didn't know anyone when I got here, especially when it's a new country, dealing with that, and then on top of it, trying to break it in the music industry, which is probably the toughest thing ever. So I think all those elements kind of combine into making it a difficult thing, but I love L.A. Um, I haven't been happier ever, and this is definitely the place for me as far as creativity and writing new songs and working on new material. Well, we're really glad you did. Now, I want to play another one of your songs that has a slightly different message. This is a Slow Fire. That's great. That that's a that's a good dance song, you know. But uh, thank you. I, I think it's kind of uh, interesting that uh, you've got a song called "Slow Fire" that's really fast tempo, but it works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> kind of ironic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that song is always fun to play live, always. And you get people dancing with it too, I'll bet. Exactly, and the band, and myself. <laughs> 
We, 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 <laughs> well, since I've met your drummer and he's not exactly small, that must be interesting to watch him <laughs> dance. <laughs> oh, my God. If he wasn't behind that drum set, he'd be all over the stage. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, I really have to compliment you uh, on on the band that you put together. At least the band I, I saw at the Viper Room. You've got some really skilled people working with you there. Uh, did, it, did it take a while to to assemble that group? Uh, I honestly, I just feel so lucky to have those guys. Um, it kind of worked organically. It took me a while to kind of get those guys on, like to find them, and for us to kind of really mesh well together. When I first moved out here, um, I was hooked up with this writing team called The Drive. Nate Evans was one of the guys on that writing team, and him and I met, started writing songs, and I thought he was really a guitar player. Um, so I asked him if he would join me in playing acoustic shows. So the first two weeks of me moving here, I'd met him, and we did our first gig at the Acoustic Lounge in the Viper Room. Um, and then from there, it's kind of went. It was me and him for the first month in acoustic days, and then we ended up getting a percussionist, and then we added a bass player, and so it kind of just grew into a full band thing. Well, it sounds good. Um, you're you're coming in and out a little bit, so um, you're in a oh, good I place. Am. Yeah, I know you're on a cell phone. I I, I imagine so. If, if you're in a good place, you are in a good place now. We're getting a good reception, so stay there. So okay, glue good. your feet. Glue your feet to okay. Glue your feet to the to the pavement there. Now, um, now we need to in and out again. Okay, will do. What you got cooking? Uh, I I know you you don't have any um, any more gigs uh, scheduled right away. Although uh, I have to disappoint the three people who've uh, emailed in and want to know where they can see you live. But uh, I'm sure you'll have well, some more for those, gigs. For those emailed in if they go to my website without me okay mailing list. Um, and from there I always update people on my new shows I'll be having a new show soon I'm just really deciding which venue I want to have it at um, so allaboutmaggie.com is where they can find it but um, yeah for new stuff I'm very excited I'm actually having a session today with producer I'm working with Lee Miles he's this Amazing, creative, ball of energy, and we're working on another song with Anthony Cormican. Can you hear me okay? Uh, you are fading in and out, so tell you what. I'm going to play uh, another one of your songs, uh, Crazy Love You. And meanwhile, while I'm playing the song, why don't you kind of walk around and watch the bars on your cell phone until you get as many as possible and then stay there, Okay. Okay, y'all. Okay, here you are. Crazy love you.
Now that's kind of kind of a different Maggie. That's a much more pop pop Maggie, and and that sounds like Maggie having fun too. Was, was that a lot of fun to do? Yes, I actually recorded that song in Nashville. And I, well, let me ask you a question. I've, I've heard this from a number of people that working in Nashville and writing songs in Nashville is a whole lot different than working in L.A. and writing songs in L.A. There's a different style uh, to it. Can you tell us anything about that? Absolutely. Both both places, Nashville and L.A., are, are great places for writing, but it's different. Um, I think in Nashville, it's just people, it's hilarious. These writers, session writers, they'll have like two or three sessions a day, three-hour blocks, they always get a, one song done in session. They usually run from like 10 to 1, then 1.30 till 4.30. Um, and it's really by the books. And whoever's in the room, say there's three people in the room, um, those three people always get an equal cut of the song, even if one person didn't really contribute anything. If they're all in the room together, it's equal. Whereas L.A. is a bit more abstract when it comes to the writing. I think um, producers end up writing some of the song and get included on that. And it's just it's just a different, more unorganized way of writing, which is really cool too. Because I think both lends itself to creating great songs. It just depends on what you prefer. It sounds like that uh, Nashville is kind of a, a songwriting factory, and LA is a entrepreneurial uh, um, paradise. Yeah, paradise. It, it's okay. true. Uh, Absolutely. Well, when you're writing songs in, in Nashville, you weren't writing songs for yourself, were you? I was, yeah. Oh, you were? Yeah. So the songs you wrote, you also recorded. You weren't, you weren't yeah, writing songs I for mean, other people. Um, most of the songs that we were writing were for myself, but a lot of the songs, too. And what I like about writing is you go in with just the goal of creating something great, whether it be for myself as an artist or for someone else. And that was always kind of the goal um, going into a writing session. Um, it would be an open song, really, if anyone wanted it, that we knew in our circle. Um, but if I ended up feeling that the song was right for me, some of those songs I ended up recording and putting on my album. We have a uh, an email here from some Samuel in Tampa. <laughs> and Samuel says, we do have hurricanes in Tampa. <laughs> But hopefully not very many. Why don't you come and play here? This is a great town. Or if you can't get to Tampa, at least get to Miami, and I'll drive to see you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay. Well, I want to play another one of your songs uh, since, since people seem to like them a lot. Uh, this is Lovesick. Don't go away. Cool. You're listening. We're going to play Lovesick by Maggie. Now, was that a Nashville song or an L.A. song? 
This is a this is a Toronto song. <laughs> a, a Toronto song. <laughs> you have more creative influences than anybody I know, Maggie. <laughs> well, Maggie, I know. We're, we're just about out of time. So quickly, are are you are actually now putting together a new album? Is that right? Well, I'm I'm trying not to put labels on it. I'm working on new music. Whatever okay. happens with it, whatever, however it decides to release itself, new music. Okay. Well, I certainly hope it releases itself in some form that we can play here on the radio <laughs> and that everybody out there can can uh, get a copy of. Once again, why don't you tell people where they can go to get your music? Okay, great. Um, that- my website is allaboutmaggie.com. Um and you can actually check out the brand new music video for Tread Away from Hurricanes on the homepage of my website and on youtube.com slash allaboutmaggie and on my Facebook, which is allaboutmaggie also. Um, so everyone, I would love for you to come check me out online. And if you tweet at me or Facebook at me, I'll reply. And, and I love reading what you guys have to say. And let me just uh, underscore that Maggie is very, very good at developing relationships with uh, her fans online, and she does reply. So go to the website, check out the music, get yourself a copy of it, and uh, also sign up for for her newsletter, and that way you'll know when she is going to play live again, whether it's in Los Angeles or Tampa or Miami or wherever. Exactly. <laughs> so, Maggie, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great chatting with you. And thanks for all the emails, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to take a break now. And when we return, Kenji, Kenji Williams, creator and director of the stunning Bella Gaia. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Thanks, Cameo Entertainment Patrick. Group and CyberStation USA Bye. are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. And we're back. This is your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, on Music Friday Live. And I want to say thank you very much for staying with us for the second half hour. You're going to be very, very happy you did. But before we get to that, I've got a quick but important note from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Now, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners. But a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar just because of the upfront costs. Well, with Solar City you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right, no money down on approved credit. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you pay a lot less because you use a lot less because the sun is making a lot of your power. Solar City pays for the system. It ensures the system. It maintains the system, and all you do is just sit back and enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't quite been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. And how do you find out about it? Well, you call, and I got a number for you, so have that pen and pencil ready. You call 909-618-6930. 
909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And uh, when you call that number, a young woman by the name of Tina will answer, and she will give you a discount if you tell her that I told you to call. So call Tina at 909-618-6937 and get a discount on your order. And if you hear that your state legislature is considering uh, a fee or a fine for putting solar panels on your roof, which some state legislators are, you call your governor and tell them, no way. The sun's free. It's your sunlight. It's your home, your money, and your vote. So keep sunlight free. Call Solar City and get your solar panels, 909-618-6937. Well, Kenji Williams, at least I think Kenji Williams, is a genius. That's just all there is to it. The idea of combining NASA photography and video from space with music and dance, I think is just sheer genius. And that's exactly what he did in creating the live performance known as Bella Gaia, which translates as Beautiful Earth. Bella Gaia shows how humans and nature are joined as one and how art and science can be connected for a deeper and highly enjoyable experience. Williams' creation does this while it explores the relationship between civilization and ecosystems through time and space. And he does it with music and dance performances like no other. The video is stunning. The music is mesmerizing. The dancers and costumes rival those of major city opera companies. And frankly, I'm just sorry we're not on television right now, so I can show you what Bella Gaia does. But even better... He's here with us today to tell you where the inspiration from Bella Gaia came from. Kenji Williams, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, Kenji, where did the idea to combine video from space with dance and music come from? Um, so this whole project, uh, by the way, the intro with Solar City. I mean, they are an example of, perfect example of the change that we need. So I <laughs> just want to give a good shout out to them as your sponsor as well. But well, thank um, you. Yeah, Bella Gaia, you know, it means, it means beautiful earth. And the whole project started with a meeting I had with an astronaut, um, Mike Fink. He's a NASA astronaut who lived on the space station for uh, almost a year. And when I met him, I asked him, what is it that changed when he went to space? And he replied and told me his story of when he first looked out the window of the space station and saw our Earth with that atmosphere just 20 miles thick and glowing blue living bubble of life in the blackness of space, he had this complete transformation the first time he saw the Earth from space. And he came back to Earth with a much greater appreciation uh, for this habitable planet that we live on. And I was basically so inspired by Mike's story, it got me thinking, how could I bring this trans transformative experience that he had to those of us who cannot yet go to space. And that was sort of the, the inspiration and the start of Bella Gaia. At that point, I, I didn't know what I was going to do or, or how I was going to get there. But um, one thing led to another. I met an employee from NASA at an underground party in Washington, D.C., to starting to just perform uh, and compose music to these beautiful visuals of Earth from space, and NASA began um, providing me with really beautiful, complex uh, scientific data visualizations um, made on their supercomputers 
And I started composing music and performing it live for audiences, getting feedback, and it really just grew organically uh, to the point where it is today. Um, it's just, uh, you know, four, five musicians and dancers and very large screens. I also perform in planetariums around the world, um, but it is coming to the Granada Theater in Santa Barbara tomorrow night. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that all of our Southern California listeners were aware of that. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, it's at the historic Granada Theater in Santa Barbara. And if you're in L.A., you know that's only about a 90-minute drive, and believe me, it is well worth it. You can get tickets by going to the Belagaya website. Isn't that, isn't that right, Kenji? That's correct. Uh, Belagaya.com, that's B-E-L-L-A-G-A-I-A. Uh, there's a, an events page, and you can just click to the Granada Theater there, or you can go to granadasb.com, I think, um, and they're featuring the show on their homepage now. Well, this is a, a traveling show. It, it's, it's like a band that's on tours. Uh, um, so this will be an opportunity for those of us in Southern California to see it. And I understand that after Santa Barbara, you're taking off to Asia for, for a some dates, is that right? That's right. I'm performing in Japan at this uh, temple called Yakushiji in Nara, which is near Kyoto. And we're doing a sort of customized show working with local uh, Buddhist monks and also this ancient Japanese orchestra called a Gagaku. Um, so that'll be quite, quite interesting. And then there's also a TEDx uh, Tokyo event on the 31st of May that I'll be uh, performing and presenting at. Um, so yeah, this is you know uh, it is a touring show, um, but it also does exist on on multiple levels. We have an education program that's funded by NASA to inspire kids in earth science, and um, the show now we just completed a full dome movie for planetariums that we're starting to distribute to various you know, planetariums around the world. Um, and I do have you know great dreams and plans for how this project will evolve in the future. Um, but certainly the ensemble show that is, is going to be at the, at the Santa Barbara tomorrow is really a, a spectacular 90-minute immersive journey of, you know, orbiting above Earth, zooming into different countries uh, around the world and hearing and seeing the amazing art and beauty of, of humans uh, and celebrating that, but also really learning and seeing how humans and nature are connected and how, you know, we fit into this larger interconnected planet that sustains us. Well, I, unfortunately, like I said, we're not television, so I can't show it, but we do have some of the music <laughs> here. So I want to play a little bit of the music for, for our audience so they get a, a taste of what will happen when they, when I'm sure they're all going to be driving to uh, Santa Barbara tomorrow. This is um, uh sphere.
That was Biosphere Pulse from Belagaya. That, that's uh, some of the music that plays on stage. We're talking with the creator and director of Belagaya, Kenji Williams. Um, can you tell us what is happening on stage while that piece of music is playing? Yes. So, first of all, the music, you know, I, I, I work with this one of the most amazing musicians from New York. Um, the vocalist is Kristen Hoffman. Uh, Singh is a, uh, a Indian tabla master who also plays on a drum kit, but he also plays tabla on, in our Indian section. And, and for those uh, of you who don't know, uh, tabla is a pair of Indian drums that you, that you hold between your legs and, and play. Yes, very, very... Um, complex rhythms, like mind-blowing stuff. And then uh, Yumi Kurosawa is a master uh, koto player. Koto is a Japanese harp, like a 20-string harp um, that she plays on stage. Very dreamy, very beautiful, um, ethereal kind of sound. So, And I, I'm on stage also performing, playing violin, along with these compositions that I've also produced and composed. Um, on screen is, for this particular track, is um, called Biosphere Pulse. Actually, that was a name given by, from NASA of this particular visualization of seeing the seasons of Earth from space as a time lapse. So if you can imagine, let's say, and there's a sequence in here that we're orbiting above California, and you see the rhythms of the Earth from summer to winter. So you see the snow coming in and out on the Sierras, you see the color of the Central Valley moving from green to brown from summer to winter, and it's just pulsing in this beat and rhythm, and you can just feel and see how the Earth is actually breathing without saying a single word. I mean, Belagai is, is exciting because we have no words in the show, maybe a few samples of astronauts here and there, but as the most part, it's a musical visual show, yet we're showing so much information and, and just see, showing you how the earth is living and breathing and has these rhythms just like music uh, without saying a single word. So, and then, you know, later on in the show, we zoom in and we have a cultural experience um, and a dancer, dancers come out and, uh, you know, particularly for India and Egypt, we have dancers on stage um, with Indian dance and also belly dance and costumes um, and they do sort of a, a solo uh, dance with the top of the player on these really intricate rhythms. Um, it's definitely a feast for the eyes and ears. Do, um, do you use the same music in each show, or is each show customized uh, musically somehow? Uh, for the most part, it's the same, although you know, in, in particular commissioned events, um, we, we can add and replace sections and the whole show I designed it so it's modular so I can actually expand a certain section or, or shorten it and for example for this Japanese version that I'm doing in Japan we've expanded the Japan section with additional music additional performers local performers um, and local dancers so um, Belagai is really you know keeps changing it does keep evolving and it's customizable for the local audience for the local geography i mean the santa barbara show tomorrow i inserted a custom orbital view of santa barbara in california at night you can see the city lights of southern california from space and this was wow. inserted just for this show and i do this for every city i go to 
if I perform in China, I, I insert a an orbital view over Beijing and China. Um, so people really connect with seeing where they are at that moment in relation to the whole world, obviously. But, you know, definitely localizing it, things, the, the show for audiences is, is very powerful. Well, we're, start, we're getting some emails from, uh, from people here, and uh, one of them, just, uh, it, this is from Malachite in Santa Barbara, and Malachite says, wow, this sounds really cool. How do I get tickets? So once again, let's, let's tell everybody that uh, tickets start at $28, and they're available through the Bellagaya website, www.bellagaya.com. Or you can, if you're in Santa Barbara, just stop by the Granada Theater and, and pick up tickets there. And I assume that there there are still a few tickets left. Uh, it's, uh, is that is that true, Kenji? I think there are, but you should definitely get them soon. Yeah, because these, these, these sell out. Um, Sophia in San Francisco wants to know, have you ever been in space? <laughs> uh, I, I wish, and perhaps someday uh, I will. Um, I would love to. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, um, a NASA astronaut, but perhaps uh, SpaceX or Virgin Galactic will sponsor me someday. But, um, you know, actually, incidentally, this, uh, five days ago, I was in Houston at NASA and doing a very, it was perhaps the closest I, I might be in space. Um, I was jamming live with an astronaut in space, uh, astronaut Koichi Wakata. He's on the space station right now. And I was in at NASA's studio um, doing a live jam with him uh, as he was orbiting above. And we did this live collaboration. And you can actually see the video clip on bellagaya.com uh, on our press page. But um, it was an uh, otherworldly experience, um, quite literally. And I got, I got chills while playing with him. Um, but, yeah, check out the video. It's amazing. You were playing the violin, and uh, he was playing uh, the flute. Is that right? He was playing a 2,000-year-old ancient Japanese instrument uh, called a sho, and it is, yes, it's a wind instrument. I wouldn't call it a flute, but it's sort of like a harmonica uh, that you, you place fingers on the, on the finger holes to create a certain tone. Um, so we actually trained him. He didn't play an instrument, so you know, in order to jam, you got to play an instrument, right? So we trained him to play this instrument before he uh, left Earth, and uh, he we transported it on a SpaceX uh, Dragon rocket, and it arrived on the space station. He um, started practicing, at, and you know, based on my practice videos I sent him, and it's very powerful because. Traditionally, this instrument in Japan, for 2,000 years, it's used to tune the cosmos. I and mean, it's a very spiritual and deep instrument. So the fact that he was playing an instrument in space, uh, uh, traditionally used for tuning the cosmos, um, was quite powerful. Well, I want to play an, an, another piece of music that uh, is, is in the show, because this one is used to tune the oceans, I believe. This is called... Ocean's Blood.
That's another uh, piece of music from the the Bella Gaia program. That's Ocean Blood, and I wanted to play that because, first of all, it's it's uh, magical in the way it evokes the feeling of the ocean, and secondly, it real I think it really shows well what tabla drums can do. That was the that percussive sound in the back that has a little oomph to it. Uh, now, yes. did you compose did you compose um, all the music in uh, in Bella Gaia? Yes, I composed all the music uh, apart from the India-specific section, which Deep Singh composed, and also the Japan section is uh, Yumi's compositions. So it's definitely a real collaboration. Um, but uh, for the most part, yes, it is my composition in production and direction um, as a sort of theatrical experience. But yeah, I mean, Ocean's but- Blood is, is, is... The visuals are just mind-blowingly beautiful, these supercomputer renditions by NASA of uh, ocean currents and temperature of different parts of the world, the Mediterranean Ocean. I mean, you won't believe the types of currents that happen in the Mediterranean Ocean, just these circular spiraling vortexes. Um, so there's just so much magic happening in our, in our world that we just don't see. The um, you're, you're an uh, a violin player, I know, and I just wondered, did you train to learn how to compose for all these different kinds of instruments, or did you just kind of pick it up? Well, I, um, I mean, violin is really, you know, I know photos of me playing violin, you know, make it seem like I'm a violinist, but that's really about 1% of what I do. I mean, I am, I'm a filmmaker. I went to film school. I also compose soundtracks for films, so... Yes, I'm playing violin on stage, but it's, you know, very little of what I actually do behind the scenes. Uh, but I, I, my compositional skills for soundtracks does involve many, many different instruments. Um, but also with these musicians I play, I perform with, they are also bringing their experience and compositional um, experience into the show and on, on top of my composition. So it's definitely a collaboration um, sometimes, you know, Kristen comes up with a melody that works really well, or sometimes I have a melody in mind and I direct her or the musicians to play a certain thing. Um, it's definitely a, a, a free form, but with some sort of a structure behind it that I am composing. Well, now that I know that you're a filmmaker, I, I can understand how you're able to pull all these different pieces together. Uh, we have a uh, an email here from Michael in uh, no Michelle I'm sorry Michelle in Isla Vista which is right outside of, of Santa Barbara it's where students live and he has two questions or Michelle she has two questions the first question is is there a student discount <laughs> and the, the, and the second question uh, is how did you start with just a single person and a single idea and expand this into many people in many places. Right. Well, first question with a student discount, I'm not sure, but I think there is, you know, various uh, different pricing, but definitely call the Granada to see if they might have um, student packages. Um, sorry, I don't know much more information about that, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, Bella Gaia, it's, I never, never imagined it would grow to this scale or to last this long. Or, I mean, at this point, I'm seeing this really as my career. I mean, I'm building a brand and a company rather than a project. But 
I mean, it really, yeah, I mean, it started just from this feeling and this meeting with Mike Fink and a feeling to share this experience that he had of seeing the Earth from space. And it was just a, a number of serendipitous and lucky meetings of meeting somebody from NASA that opened a door for me to present in front of them to, um, you know, I was living in New York, so, you know, just the incredible amount of talent that is in that city. Um, so all these musicians have their own stellar careers. Uh, so I'm honored to be performing with them. And But, you know, it, it, it is a rigorous sort of auditioning process that I did in finding very talented uh, musicians that can play different genres um, and, you know, being able to learn quickly. Um, but, you know, Bella Gaia developed actually in a very interactive way. I, I actually, you know, the very first solo shows, it was just me, violin, a laptop, and a projector in front of a few people, and I did surveys. I actually had survey um, uh, sheets asking audiences, you know, what is it that you liked, what is it that you didn't like, um, because there was really, there's no model for me to follow. I mean, there are films, yes, there are bands, but nothing really that combines in this multimedia journey and, you know, trying to communicate a very important message in a powerful way, I can't find any model out there. And so it was very much of an interactive process of learning what it is that works and what doesn't. And, for example, to my surprise, you know, the data visualizations were the most emotional, powerful thing, according to these surveys. I first thought just, you know, replicating the orbital sort of uh, naked eye view of the astronaut would be the most powerful, but actually it was more this um, cognitively interesting uh, part of the show, the data of seeing, you know, active fires in the Amazon up to, you know, visually on, a, on this orbiting map or time lapse of ice melting in the Arctic or, you know, these beautiful ocean uh, currents and temperature visualizations. This stuff was the most powerful and emotionally engaging. And so I just kept populating more of that sort of content into the show. And NASA scientists, these top NASA scientists, were just blown away and kept giving me more content. I mean, the, the contribution from NASA is just unbelievable, the, the content that they um, provide me. So, I mean, it was very much of an, a collaborative and open source project that just keeps sort of evolving on its own. Um, I well, I have, to, I have to agree with your survey in, in looking at the uh, the data visualizations. They are stunning. And, and for our, our listeners, uh, you can go to uh, the website, www.belagaia.com, and you can see some of those uh, visualizations. Um, Kenji, and we're talking with Kenji Williams, the creator and director of Belagaya. Kenji, you've um, you've also developed an education component to to Belagaya, and you've got special modules. You've got an education uh, partnership with NASA and with museums. Can you tell us about it? Maybe this is a way more people can uh, be involved with Belagaya. Yeah, um, the education program is a NASA-funded three-year project, which is actually coming to an end this year. Um, but we basically take the show to museums, different museums around the country, and museums. Um, gather uh, interested um, schools from their local region, and mainly their middle school to high school uh, students. And we basically 
Bellaga is used as a tool to engage the kids in earth science. So I do it's a, it's a, it's a shorter show, like a 20-minute thing, um, in their theater or in a planetarium. The kids get really excited about this the experience and the beauty of this. And then after the show, we have NASA scientists do hands-on workshops, like water experiments, talking about uh, more of the science, the deeper science behind what they just experienced. Because Belagaya is, it's, we're just presenting data, science, information in an artistic way. Um, so it's really used to engage younger people in earth science, and then you know we package these education modules after the show to ha- so they can learn more and and and, and uh, learn a greater, deeper experience about the science behind the show. And so people is, can find out a, about those modules on your website and get involved that way. Um, yeah, now, we have an education um, page that people can learn more about, and, and uh, yeah. We're beginning to uh, get a little tight for time, and uh, we've, we've still got a number of emails here. Uh, Polander in Austin wants to know uh, if all the music in Bella Gaia is classical and New Age, or do you include any rock music? Um, it's uh, difficult to put a place a genre on it because, I mean, I guess some of the bass um, compositions are coming from an electronica background that said I come from musicians or classical uh, musicians um, specific to their own culture you know Yumi Kurosawa comes from an actually a whole family and lineage of classical Koto masters in Japan so I mean <clears throat> classical in terms of the Western sense perhaps not you know specifically that but we all come from classical backgrounds in different genres from around the world coming together into this synthesized hybrid uh, experience that brings together also uh, more sort of cinematic um, and, and electronic influences, but there's definitely a lot of ethnic, I would say it's world music, you know, um, in one okay. word. Okay, all right, yeah. there's, there's your answer. Um, Xavier in Los Angeles wants to know, will you ever put together second and third Bella Gaia teams so that you can have a number of them going on around the world simultaneously like Broadway plays do? I would love to. I mean, that's definitely hit on my future plans. Um, I My dream is to expand this show onto exactly like a Broadway or Cirque du Soleil type of level where it's a touring production um, that where we have constructed our own stage uh, that sort of brings the best of full-down planetariums to, with the best of traditional stage lighting and performance, but also with more interactive technology. And uh, But yes, you know, the idea is to sort of franchise this, I guess, um, work yeah. with local, mo- local musicians, have different versions touring continually, yeah. So there, there's your answer, Xavier. Um, uh, stay tuned, and uh, you might uh, find out. Uh, last question. We've got about a minute left. Um, this week, the White House released its most recent national climate assessment, which stated very clearly that climate change is here and now, um, and that we're feeling it. Does Bella Gaia address this? Will it help us understand climate change and how it affects us? Absolutely, and this really... Um hits on a core message of Bella Gaia that is uh, humans, our actions affect other things in nature. And, 
you know, unlike traditional environmental outreach and marketing, which is very information-heavy, very politics-heavy, Belagai, I've converted climate skeptics in one show. I mean, it's, I've had wow. a personal experience of actually converting people, and that just goes to show that humans really act on how we feel, not always how we think. And, that, I mean, it's great that the White House is, you know, actively and more publicly being concerned about this, but I think there's still a missing component of really, you know, communicating in emotional ways, in new ways that really speak to our hearts. You know, we need well, to You're able to do that. Things. Unfortunately, uh, we, we are out of time. So I want to remind everybody in Southern California that, it's, that Bella Gaia will be at the Granada Theater tomorrow night in Santa Barbara. It's definitely worth the 90-minute drive. You can get tickets online at www.bellagaya.com. And uh, it's really stunning, really stunning. So, and I want to thank you very much, Kenji, for being with us today. And uh, I hope to see Bella Gaia myself fairly soon. So thanks once again. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. You've been listening to Music Friday with uh, Patrick O'Hagan on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get real-time updates on who our guests are. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at cyberstationusa.com or blogtalkradio slash musicfriday.com. And if you want one right away, go to the blogtalkradio.com site because they uploaded almost immediately be here next friday we're going to have the world-class acoustic guitarist and author of terrific poetic songs michael harris check our twitter stream and our facebook page and we'll update you on all of the guests for next week right now i want to say goodbye to everybody have a great musical weekend and if you're in southern california make sure that musical weekend includes a trip to santa barbara to see bella gaia and we're going to leave you with a little music here from bella gaia we're going to let you listen to ocean's blood Good night, everybody. Now I do have to get off the air. Thanks Wonderful. a lot. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye.